Hey, top of the morning to your sister. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning. Father God, as we come before you this morning, just want to say thank you first and foremost. Just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your goodness, kindness. Thank you for your mercy. Just want to say thank you this morning. Brothers and sisters, I don't um, Monica Paris that bothers me a little bit Um, I pray for her family in the midst of everything that's going on oh let me say this if any of you uh, I had the names but it's just so much going on here right now. But if you get a text message from Jessica, it'll say Jessica. Jessica got hacked. And believe it or not, the only thing that got hacked was my 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 ministry stuff. If you get a text from Jessica asking you to send um uh, or to do something that she has the emergency and send three hundred dollars. It is not Jessica. It is not from this ministry. Jessica got hacked, and they got your email. Do not respond. You know I don't operate like that. And it'll say urgent in right away or something crazy like that that's from the hacker okay so if you get an email don't even open it just delete it because if you open it and if you respond they're in all your information but as I said the only thing that got hacked was uh my ministry stuff. Now, 
I know some of you think, well, wait a minute, why is all this, all this stuff that's happening to make me strong, that's all. Stronger. Stronger. So pretty soon I uh, will be giving you a new uh, which email to use to email me, but don't use um, because the first person, well, one of the first persons it went to was me, and it went to my email. Um, it went to Erica Ten, and it went to, sorry to say, two or three. So I'll let you know tomorrow. But, but I'm not sending you any email asking you for nothing, and Jessica is not sending you any email asking you to send. I think the email said, my niece is somewhere or something, and I need you to send me $300. One said 300 The other one said, um, answer this email, and I'll tell you what to do. But they ha- it's hackers. You do not want to be hacked. Don't answer those emails. I'll give you um, a new new email address for the ministry and um, time when I was in the, in the process of redoing everything anyway. To God be the glory. I don't see Monica, but I'm still going. I, I got a little, um, somebody said, there's just ask for help. Somebody else said, I got it, but I didn't open it. It looked suspicious. It was. Don't open it. Do not respond to it. It's hackers. Praise God. So I see see some of you got them. Got it. But I I thank God that the the first uh, person that got it, And you know what? There was another attack against me. Let me tell you. See, God is faithful, brothers and sisters. God is is more faithful than we know. Because God protects us even when we don't know that he has protected us in the past and that he is protecting us right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna just do some life teaching on, on healing in preparation. I'm gonna be talking about healing <clears throat> all this week. And Jesus is gonna heal. Remember? We say Jesus saves, delivers, heals. Well, it's gonna be made manifest or revealed on this headline this week. And what triggered it was when I saw that Monica said, pray for me and my whole family, we just, oh, good morning, Monica. We just tested positive. So I sat down and I know that um, God healed Minister Hill. Okay. And I know some other people that got healed. 
this lady, um, remember, I taught, remember the collard greens and cornbread people? Well, I talked to them while they were here uh, for this rally. And they told me, you know, well, we can we can fly into that uh, Dalton Regional. And they said, um, we're going to tell you what bank you can go to because we're going to pay your mortgage for a year so you'll be free to minister. I said, I beg your pardon. They said, we're going to pay your mortgage for a year. And um, so then they, you know, they asked me uh, what bank did I use, but they want to use another bank here to do this. And so that was the blessing from the collard greens and cornbread. Praise God. Remember the first the guy gave me my money back because I was trying to pay it too early. Good thing he did because God had another way. People were going to pay it for a year in advance. Or I could use it uh, as long as I use it. Um, but, but believe me, I, I want the mortgage pay. <laughs> but that that has a double blessing because um, we have to determine, determine if I want to uh, pay it monthly or if I just want to pay it in a lot. But if I pay it monthly, you know, um, I, I can get a little interest off the money while it's sitting there waiting to go out, cornbread. And um, that equals over um, my mortgage for a year is over $50,000, just so you to put a dollar dollar amount with that. So God bless me to receive a blessing of over fifty thousand dollars. And then I get another call yesterday. Listen to this one. I had some weird calls in Texas. I got a text from a tailliner saying, I'm glad you clarified that about the voices because a voice has attacked me. Now, listen listen to this. And and the person who sent me this, um, I hope they're listening, and I hope you're listening too. Monica, my message today is dedicated to you and your family for healing, and you inspired me. The Lord used you to minister to me to teach healing all this week so that people could be healed and not have any kind of fear of wrong. And you know what else God showed me? I know I'm rambling, but this is how things are happening with me right now. They're not, they're happening kind of fast, but then they're going to mellow out. They're going to mellow out so that I can live it out. But the same way God sent somebody all because I, I, I uh-oh. 
Do you know, brother, okay, the speaker is back. Do you see, I, I hope you all see what kind of walk you got to walk. This deliverance walk is not easy. It's not easy, and I'm not going to lie to you and say that it is. I understand why some people don't do this kind of ministry. They can't handle it. That's why. Can't handle it. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What I was saying is I got another call. I know the person is listening this morning from California. Thing that amazed me, either they're lying or they're going to be the hardest deliverance I've had to do thus far. I don't believe the lady was lying, but I mean, they will lie. Demons lie. Demons lie all the time. Demons cannot tell the truth. That's why you have to have the gift of discerning of spirits in order to be able to discern what's talking to you. What's going into your ear gate, trying to penetrate your mind. Going into your eye gate, trying to penetrate your soul. You've got to, got to flow. It is imperative. In these last days we living in, or I should say these present days we living in, because a demon tried to intimidate me. Oh, boy. The demon tried to weaken me. The demon tried to weaken me first. Send an incubus up in here. Oh, yeah, first it tried to, yeah, when the incubus came came in, I was in the fellowship, and it tried to disguise itself, its voice. It tried to make its voice sound like Brother Joe, my husband. It should be okay now. Okay? So first it tried to disguise its voice like Brother Joe's voice. And I said, that's that's what got me on the voices. Then the incubus tried to come in, and it tried to come in through my neck. And see, I'm not going to discuss it over this headline, but there's something I know. Even now, as I'm talking about this, it's it's trying to, hold on a minute. Go! In the name of Jesus. You know what it just tried to do? It just tried to put ringing in my ear. I don't have no problem with ringing in my ear. I don't have no tinnitus or anything like that. I have my ears here perfectly. My ears here perfectly in the natural. My ears here perfectly in the spirit. Perfectly the things of the world that are evil. I renounce them, reject them. Go! You don't, it didn't want me to tell this. All right, because 
maybe if you remind me off the air, I'll tell you about a de- when a demon tries to come in through your neck. But I'm not going to talk about it on the air. And when they try to come in, I'm not going to. You know what? I think I'm going to do a private teaching this week. I want to, I want to share some things with you. Because Jesus saves, delivers, and heals. And, and he gives you info to destroy the works of the devil. And those those areas, like, like I bind Satan and his manifestation over this line this morning. I bind the works of Satan. So, you see, Dalton... God showed me this morning, about 3.30, Dalton, all them people coming in here, all them Trump people coming in here, bound up by domination, manipulation, control, bound up by death and dumb spirit, bound up by lust, pride of life. All those demons are running rampant here, and they got to be cast out. So I was sitting there last night, early this morning, dealing with them demons. Green. Oh, my God, green. And you know what other spirit? Mental insanity. So I said, these people got to recover their minds. So, the Lord God rebuke you this morning in the name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, if you love Jesus, and if you love freedom for real, and if you love justice, You pray for Washington, D.C. today. Pray that people will be loosed in their minds. The Lord God rebuked you this morning. All over this town. But you see, the Bible says what God has joined together, let no man put us under. God has joined together is not just for marriage. God has put you under the power of his own Holy Spirit. And he will not allow it to be put under the spirit of the world. Mammon, go! The Lord God rebuke you this morning. I break the power of domination, manipulation, and control. Go! Sat in here 
and I'm calling up two of my ministry minister friends, one from Kentucky and one from California, to come and dedicate this church. I'm doing exactly what God told me to do. This is the year. It is the year. Did it settle? Did the speaker settle yet? I'm going to fight. I'm fighting right now. Because I wanted to show you a truth about healing. You see, whenever any one of you affiliated with this ministry, or, or, or says anything, always concerned, number one, listen, you need to tell yourself something and so you won't be deceived. Really? You need to tell yourself, I am capable Receiving a transference of spirit. I have demons. And that is the truth. It's the truth. You have demons. Your mama had demons. Your daddy had demons. Your grandparents had demons. Your great, 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 great grandparents had demons. Because the Bible says you're born in sin and shaped in iniquity. And that's why you need a savior. Some of you, not only do you have demons, but you ain't never got rid of all the first ones. And and you know what? Until Jesus comes. You're not. That's why you have to overcome. It's something you need to understand. I deal with demons every day. Everybody that comes to me comes because they have a problem spiritually with demons. Because if you didn't have no demons, you wouldn't have no problem. Somebody put that in the chat room. If I didn't have no demons, I wouldn't have no problem. You have demons. And some of the demons you have, you got them in many different kind of ways. I can't even begin to mention but think of all the different ways only one person was bold enough. You know what? Jesus, help me. Now, the ones of you that were scared to put that in here, you know you got some because they wouldn't even allow you to put that in the chat room.
some of you, the only reason you want to help other people is you, you, you know, but you want to forget. Say you have a mandate to help other people get free. Brothers and sisters, Satan tried to tempt Jesus in the wilderness. Satan, demons, are the ones that stirred up the Pharisees and the scribes continuously. Demons. Demons. Now, hear me this morning. Your children have demons. And their children will have demons. But what you mean? I'm telling you, you're born in sin. You're shaped in iniquity. If God says, I knew you in your mother's womb and called you a prophet, what does that mean? You got to come out from under those lies. And that's the thing that Satan trapped you with in order to allow demons to ingress and egress out of your body. Only difference between my demons and your demons is the degree that the demons have control. The only difference between your demons and somebody else's demons is the level or the degree that the demons are allowed to operate. And the minute you understand and get this through your thick skull, You must have the gift of discerning of spirit, which enables you to know yada in a man or what is in a woman. And then you must understand that it takes God to reveal to you to what level or to what degree. And you must be able to discern if it is God talking to you or if it is the demon talking to you or if it is you talking to yourself. For that, you must understand this. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him from them all. And you got to stop judging people. Every time I used to, I used to minister 
in the mental psycho ward. Every time I would go there once a week, I couldn't believe how much the Lord would make those devils talk. How much the Lord would make them reveal when they just come into contact with the anointing himself. Him. I'm saying that to say this. How the devil works. How he tried to uh, manipulate and uh, um, me. You see, the devil doesn't care who you are. He only cares about who God is. Because the devil knows, he says it in his word, that he'll take your mind captive according to his will. According to his will. You know why? Because look, now you know how much deliverance you've had. And then you know, especially think about the holidays. You went around your relatives. And it, it bothers me how people could think, well, I'm delivered. And uh, my children, now that, the children ain't never been delivered. Don't have no demons. I'm talking about grown folks. Your daughter is 30 years old. That means she's a woman. Your son is only 21, but he's a man. And if he or she have never been delivered, their demons can see the light in you. And their demons that you don't believe they have but every time they come around you, they work it against you. All you have to do or should have done was bind them up before they came, not the people. You're not doing a thing against their demons. Because for some way, the devil done got you to believe a lie that, oh, they're in the process of being saved. They still got demons. They love the Lord. They still got demons. Have they submitted themselves to God? They still got demons, and they fighting you. My husband ain't saved. He got demons. My wife isn't saved. She got demons. Demons in them are diametrically opposed to the Christ in you. And there's always going to be a battle for them to bring you under subjection or the Christ in you is going to bring them under subjection to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But it don't just happen automatically. It doesn't. You, at one point in time, had to ask God to be your Lord and your Savior. They will have to do the same thing. 
They're not going to get saved because you saved. They're not going to be delivered because you delivered. They don't have any special grace. They don't have no special mercy. But they do have grace and mercy that will allow them. But at the same time, you still need to be doing what you need to do in prayer to bring them into the kingdom. Look, I'm going to try to give you an example. You work in a gold mine. Oh, that's a good one. Or a diamond mine. And let's say it ain't a big mine, but, you know, gold and diamonds, it don't have to be too big. And let's say you say, and, 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 and you're working out your own soul salvation with God. You're being delivered and you're being healed. Say you're a man, and let's say you're married to a woman, and let's say the owner of the man say, you know, you've been uh, with me from the beginning. You have labored with me, and you have stuck with me. I'm going to die in uh, three weeks. And I've got to get my house in order. Now, and they say, you know, I've been thinking I made a whole lot of money and I can't take nothing with me. I realize that. And I'm going to give you this mind. And you get happy and you start thinking, God, you did this. You're doing this for me. And then you go home and you tell your spouse, say he's going to be leaving here in three weeks. And, and um, he's going to give me the mind. Now, your unsaved spouse is looking at you. And your unsaved spouse that begins to manifest the spirit of accusation. And the spirit of accusation in your spouse says, you're supposed to be uh, this. You're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to believe that Jesus can heal. You're supposed to believe that Jesus can raise the dead. Jesus is talking to your wife, not you. Because, you know why? What rose up in you was lust. And the lust rose up in you so strong because it was in you. The lust rose up in you so strong, I'm going to get, I'm going to have, I'm going to be able to do this, that, the other. You never even offered to pray for the man. You never offered to be a demonstration of your faith to the man. 
wells up in you. Brothers and sisters. But the, your unsaved spouse over here with the spirit of accusation is looking at you, waiting to accuse you, waiting to be used by the devil who they serve. But you're the one that was saying you believe this and you believe that and you believe the other. And they don't open their mouth. Say nothing to you about it. You know where they you know where they're judging you from? Their heart. Their heart. Their heart begins to judge your heart. And you start talking. We'll be able to do this. We'll be able to that to do that. But the demon in your spouse is saying, told you he was a fraud all the time. I told you he didn't believe what he was running around here saying and preaching me up. It's gonna say us because it is what? It's co-joined in your spouse's spirit. So then the owner of the mind, your boss, when you come to work the next day, looking horrible, and the Holy Ghost begins to work on you. And you finally say, not because you really want them healed, but because you can't bear the guilt. You say, I can pray for you, and Jesus can heal you. You don't have to die. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the doctors say. And you pray for your boss, and God delivers them, and God heals them. You happy, but still somewhere in your heart, because you ain't been delivered. You're not happy. You're not happy. And then you realize something's wrong with me. And you go to God on your knees and you pray. And God says, I've been waiting for you. I have been wanting to get that out of you. But I had to allow you to see it yourself. And it was necessary for you to ask me to deliver you from that. And you and Jesus work it out. And Jesus heals you and delivers that demon, which was hindering you from having the joy of somebody else. It was hindering you from truly ushering somebody else into the kingdom because you was bound by the idol called you. So you go to work the next day, and your boss says, I'm alive, joyous, full of the Holy Ghost. Because when you prayed for him, and Christ came in and delivered him and saved him and healed him, and then you know what he said? He says, look, 
I told you. I made so much money. I'm going to take my wife around the world, and we're going to give you this man. Take it. Because it was always God's plan to bless you. But the devil almost stopped you from getting it because of the condition of your heart. So then you go home and you tell your wife and your wife comes to Christ. Why? Because the anointing on you drives the devil out your wife. And your wife is able to see you as Christ sees you. That's how deliverance works. That's just one example. I just want to give you that one. Because God has his best for you. God has his good for you. But the devil will work in whoever he's in around you. And and his job is to hinder you and block you and obstruct you from having God's best. Turn you away from your iniquities, your sins. To make those demons in you come under subjection to what? The power of God in you. The Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit, God, Jesus, in you is greater than the world. You don't have to beg God for what he already desires you to have. You just have to live right to get it. No, no, you have to have to acknowledge God's best. And you have to stop opening the doors through lies. And the worst person you could ever lie to is yourself. When you lie to yourself, now, what kind of lie are you talking about, Eric? I'm talking about lying, doubting God's ability, doubting God's power. When you make an idol out yourself, John chapter 3, verse 17. John chapter 3, verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I'm talking about Jesus this morning. Romans chapter 5, verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one, Jesus, shall many be made righteous. Since we are made righteous by Christ. Now, I know that we can agree on that. Just as with Jesus, if we are made righteous, then death has no hold on us. Therefore, the causes of death have no hold on us. I'm bringing this up to show you something this morning. The cause of sickness and disease, which is the original sin, sickness and disease is not because of any individual sin. So if the cause of disease is the original sin, focusing on an individual is wrong. 
focusing on an individual sin is wrong. In the same line, if you think or we think that we aren't receiving salvation, deliverance, and healing because of your sin or anybody else's individual sin, then you're wrong. God calls us to live separated lives, and God tells us to repent from our sins. Brothers and sisters, you know what grace is for, really? Grace is an empowerment from God to you not to sin. I'm only trying to bring you the truth to enable you to enable you to be able to receive what you need from Jesus. Whether it's salvation, whether it's deliverance or healing, Jesus has already taken care of the original sin. Jesus took care of the cause of death. Now, your job is you're going to have to believe that he did it. You're going to have to stop thinking of the old covenant law of Moses because you aren't under the law of Moses, nor have you ever been under the law of Moses. Jesus fulfilled the law 2,000 years ago. You are to live a separated life set apart unto God, and you are to repent for your sins. What am I talking about this morning? I'm talking about your healing. Simply put, hear me. Simply put, if you position any action of your own as a means to get something from God, then it becomes the law to you. Position. Any action of your own, meaning I'm going to fast to get this. That means that you putting yourself in a position to get something from God, then it becomes the law to you. And it cuts you off from the blessing and the grace of God, which have already been given to you freely. If you think you got devil, if you think you sick because of an action that you took, you're missing. You're missing the glory of the new covenant. If you believe that you're not healed, that you're not saved, that you're not delivered because of an open door of sin, then that makes your healing dependent upon you and not upon Christ's finished work. Hear me this morning. 
repent and get rid of all of those ridiculous ideas you got to do to help yourself. It is something you have to do. Believe on Jesus. Believe on the finished work of the cross. And take your dependency off of you. It was never in the New Testament supposed to be dependent upon you. Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Galatians 5 and 4. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, fallen from grace, it is by Christ's righteousness that we become co-heirs with Christ and thus sons and daughters of God. You see, without Christ's righteousness, Healing is not yours. I'm going to give you an example. Remember the man who was born blind from birth? And the disciples asked Jesus, whose sin it was that caused the man to be born blind? The answer is in John chapter 9, verse 3. Jesus answered, neither had this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now, when you take that scripture and you add that with Romans chapter 5, verse 13, individual sin does not by itself lead to sickness and disease. You see, The man that was born blind and his parents already fulfilled the law of Moses. During the time in the Old Testament, there were, uh, no, let me put it this way. I'm going to come right back to that. All born again, that God's work would be manifested in us and through us. This is not saying that God gave the man blindness. That's what I'm trying to say. Because God is light, and in him there is no darkness. God didn't give this man blindness. This was a moment in time that Jesus was going to reveal God's true nature, which is love to mankind, to make it even clearer, the people that Jesus was talking to believed under the Old Testament law, that's where I want to get to. 
that there would be four miracles that only the Messiah could perform. The Orthodox Jews of that time period believed this. The present-day Orthodox Jews believed the same thing. The four miracles were leprosy, blind from birth, lame from birth, and get this one, the dead raised after 72 hours. The Pharisees were aware of this, and that's why they hated Jesus so much. They hated Jesus after Jesus performed each one of these miracles. And Jesus placed emphasis on it for their benefit saying, put this in the chat room, please. This is so the Son of Man might be glorified. Remember what happened with Lazarus? This is why every miracle of Jesus found meaning. Lazarus was in the grave how many days? He has been dead. How many days? Enough days that according to the Old Testament law, proved he was the Messiah. Because Lazarus had been dead four days. The Pharisees knew under the Mosaic law that no one but the Messiah could raise a man from the dead after he had been dead 72 hours. The word of God, brothers and sisters, clearly reveals to us that the cause of death, sin, sickness, and disease, is Adam's sin. Death, sickness, disease, Adam, even murder and accident. Hallelujah, but the good news, the good news is the second Adam. Jesus Christ, he took care of Adam's sin. Jesus Christ fulfilled the law of Moses. Hear me, Monica. By Jesus' wound, you are healed. Hear me, Monica, this morning. By Jesus' Christ, you and your family are healed. I know that this is a lot to process. You don't have to process it. You ain't even got to figure it out. All you have to do is believe. All you have to do is just submit your belief to the will of God. All you got to do 
and submit your stubborn, unbelieving heart to the truth of the word of God. You don't even have to believe in your own power. Believe in the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Ability to touch your heart, to touch your mind, to heal you of God's word, brothers and sisters. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Thank, thank God. Thank Jesus. Thank the Holy Ghost. Because God's own Holy Spirit that lives in you. He's already in you. Can't no demon stop him. Can't no devil stop him. Can't no witch stop him. Can't no wizard stop him. Only thing that can stop him is you and a hard-hearted heart of unbelief. Come on in. Come on in to the kingdom of God. Come on in and believe Jesus. By his sight, you're healed this morning.